gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Morning. <laughs> How are you feeling this morning? Are you feeling Are you feeling awake yet? Not yet. I'm sleepy. I'm very sleepy, sleepy right morning? now. Yes. <laughs> it's so strange. Uh, I, and like, I think it's the change in the like temperature as well. Because like some mornings you just don't want to get up, man. You're just like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to cuddle with a teddy. <laughs> you cuddle okay. with a teddy. Yes, I have a teddy. Okay, it's pretty. It's normal. It's normal, right? It's normal to have it. It's normal to have a teddy. It's normal for <laughs> a, a grown man to have a teddy. Yes. 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 But I do believe that the teddy saves me from whatever would happen before the coffee happens, because the transition between grumpy math being with a teddy bear and being with coffee is oh, a very dangerous. Oh, you're so grumpy pre-coffee. <laughs> I'm super grumpy. It's bad. <laughs> Easy to manipulate, no though. Regrets. You'll agree to anything. It's true. And, uh, yeah. Once I literally somehow, somehow, when I was a kid, when I was younger, like especially in my teens, my parents figured out a way to get me to do the most random, like, things. <laughs> as soon as Matt wakes up, like, let's get him to do something. I think once I dug a hole, <laughs> it still took me, like, 45 minutes to realize, like, why am I digging a hole? <laughs> What's <laughs> happening exactly? But yeah, and then uh, what else? I think I ended up painting a wall as well. Like first thing in the morning, they just grab me and then they just make me do stuff. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. That's, that's what, the gist of it. That's what I planned to do. <laughs> How are you in the mornings though? I, I like normally like mornings. It? I think I'm an, I'm a, what's it? You're either a night owl Early or night. a lark. I think I'm a lark. I would naturally wake up at like 5, 5.30. Yeah. Apart from this morning, I'm tired. But normally, up, <laughs> ready to go. Yeah, let's do it. Smash it. But then in the evenings, I'm like, well, you know, I'm super yeah. sleepy. I usually sleep through the movies we watch. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Here I am like, okay, I have somebody to watch a horror movie with me. And then you're sleeping. But then you become the teddy. So it's a win-win, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the news, we've got some interesting news. Um, one of the first ones that I sort of found out this week was the HIV vaccine has started trials at Oxford University. Oh, nice. Um, they started, the University of Oxford today started vaccinations of a novel HIV vaccine candidate as part of a phase one clinical trial. So it's actually like a human trial resources. They published this on uh, oxford.ac.uk on my birthday, 5th of July. Oh yeah. So uh, is this a, mm -hmm. a preventative or is this a cure that they're trialing? Um, let's have a look-see. Uh, the goal of the trial, known as HIV Core 0052, is to evaluate the safety, tolerability, and the immunogenicity of the HIV CONS-VX vaccine. So it looks, it sounds like it's a, the purpose of it is to be a vaccine, like a, the same way you would have any other sort of vaccine, especially like a so, COVID vaccine. So to, pre to prevent around. the illness, the disease, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not like an, uh, an antiretroviral to like um, assist with 
the changes, the symptoms, the immunodeficiencies and stuff. So it's if, actually like a preventative if, thing. If this is successful, what's the goal? Is this a rollout to everyone and everyone should be vaccinated against it or for partners well, of those know. who have HIV? I know that they did start a lot of sort of, um, I don't know the exact terminology, but to prevent it going from mother to child. Mm -hmm. So the, the child was born HIV negative. So they've already started that and that's something that's quite common. But to be completely honest, I don't know, like, what would the goal of this be? Because um, unlike COVID, you know, HIV's normally somewhat preventative if, you know, both of you are sort of using protection and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But I can imagine that it would be really good for the guys working in ER and stuff in the in A&E and in the environments oh, yeah. where there might be blood and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. The same as the current guys getting the COVID vaccine to prevent, you know, getting infected or rather to prevent severe, severe infection and that kind of stuff. But it's, I just think it's amazing that the, the fact that like there's an HIV vaccine that's currently sort of at uh, human testing level. It's just crazy to think about actually. It's pretty amazing. Hmm. It's just strange. I mean, like uh, the pandemic, the HIV pandemic in South Africa really like peaked in the 90s. Mm -hmm. So yeah um it was just like it makes me so curious that's like these very severe things are almost completely i don't want to say eradicated but they, there's like an effective preventative measure about 30 years later um mm. that goes on further to say while most hiv vaccine candidates work by inducing antibodies generated by b cells um HIV CONSVX, which is the name of this uh, specific vaccine, induces the immune system's potent pathogen, pathogen <laughs> obliterating <laughs> T cells. So that's the thing: the T cells get messed up by the virus, and this is like that, like introduces a T cell terminator, and then the terminator is like, "Get to the chopper!" Blah, and then that's how it's gonna that's work. That's totally what happens inside the body. Yes, exactly. Uh, we are all just filled with. Um, you know, the guy from Predator, pretty much. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Die Hard. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, the guy, the, the Die Hard saying, I can't say, because it got the swears. All right, the, that's that's Arnold. Arnold. Oh, I don't know, it's all the yeah. same to me. <laughs> you, ah, ah, ah. Okay, okay, here's an opinion. Have you seen the Die Hard movie? Where, they, where they, they're in the hotel and they all get like hostages yeah there's hostages and then there's the cop running around with um no shoes on and stuff yeah, yeah okay i have a question for you it's an important question are you ready for this i know what you're gonna ask yeah it's based during the christmas season no it's not a christmas it's movie <laughs> it's a christmas movie it's not a christmas it movie it's a christmas movie it is not a christmas movie it is there's happy endings the baddie guy does get the justice and stuff um there's presents there's yippee ki yay stuff <laughs> it's a christmas movie no it's not a christmas movie it is. christmas okay, is not what? okay to be a christmas movie christmas mm -hmm. needs to be the key element of the movie that was just coincidental it was an excuse to have a party and then they're all stuck in the hotel or the office block or whatever it was and become hostages it's not that would have happened outside of christmas no but, you know, Home Alone 2 would not have happened outside of Christmas. Home Alone 2 wouldn't have happened if you had a gun. <laughs> Swinging paintbrushes. 
Yeah. Pink, pink cans. Elf. Elf's not going to happen outside of Christmas, is it? No. Hence, it's a Christmas film. Okay, Elf is a fantastic movie. <laughs> Love Elf. Elf is a good movie. Okay. Speaking of guns, uh, you saw something this week as well? What, what the heck was it? Yes, um, I'll have to pull it up. Basically, there's a company mm-hmm. that have created a gun, like a real weapon, that looks like it's made from Lego. And is it like a cover for a gun? Or is it like the gun, an actual gun? An actual gun. Um, and the gun is made from... Uh, well, I'll link the story below. But yes, the... Mm-hmm. The gun was made. It looks like it's made from Lego, and so Lego okay. themselves are asking for it to be taken off the market as it's irresponsible and dangerous because it looks like a toy. If a kid saw yeah. it, they're going to pick that up thinking it's a toy. To me. Yeah, and I was like, dude, that that looks like Lego because like the name of the 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 gun is like in the same font as Lego. It's mm-hmm. like blue and yellow and stuff. It's called the Block Nineteen. Block. <laughs> and it is it's written in like lego font and stuff. yeah that's the word font i can't think of the word <laughs> so weird so in south africa i don't know if it's the same elsewhere um you know like plastic guns that look like plastic guns uh they had this like bright yellow bright like yellow or orange or red tip that they like put on the edge gun. of the gun yeah but like a cap gun but pretty much every single gun needed to look needed to have that bright red thing the toy mm-hmm. guns so that it didn't look like a real gun because some guys were using it to like intimidate people and stuff. oh that's smart but i've never heard of that but then maybe that's because i'm not in a country where guns are freely available oh they're not really freely available here they're just a bit more prevalent than most places is it legal to have a gun um, yeah if you've got a license and i mean like getting a license is not like easy you have to do competency you have to have proof that it's going to be in a safe in your house it's all kinds of stuff it's like really 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 like strict what's the purpose of um, a gun because i know in the uk you can only have a gun for sports purposes so whether you go to the shooting range or mm-hmm. it's not allowed to be a weapon it's only for sports and leisure reasons and again there's loads of like mm. restrictions on where it's kept who can have it, mm. how you transport from, say, the home to the, the shooting range. Yeah. Um, we've got a big hunting sort of culture in South Africa because there's the bucks and people hunt a lot in South Africa. It's just mm-hmm. like a thing. Um, so there's a lot of guys who have hunting rifles and that kind of stuff, but there are also a lot of guys who would have a gun for self-defense. Um... I mean, in different areas, people carry it differently, but it's supposed to be concealed. And obviously, it's supposed to be worn under the correct circumstances and stuff. So, in UK, I know you guys have, like, a gun team. Like, the, the mm-hmm. guys that have guns need to be called in. Whereas, if you're here, your renter cops in the mall have a gun. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, a, everybody's got a gun. Um, That's dangerous. Yeah. So, obviously... Well, obviously, like... It's dangerous if if an irresponsible person has it. But I think we can establish that, you know, guns don't do the damage. It's the person that uses the tool incorrectly that does the damage. Yeah, great. So the guys do go for training. I did actually speak with a lot of guys about it. Because if you hear, um, I think also in the, in the like in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was a spate of um, um, like armed robberies for, for 
uh, money vehicles and stuff and one of my YouTube videos I did one as well and um, yeah it's just become a thing like like guys need to arm themselves and that kind of thing um, yeah unfortunately it is it's pretty common but yeah it's it's not nearly as bad as some places some places are pretty bad mm. I mean over here you still get people who wear it brazenly and for intimidation purposes but um, fortunately in my experience I haven't had like anything crazy so do you think that that gun that looks like Lego that should be removed from the market yes because I did have a good school friend who found a gun and was playing with it and accidentally killed his friend and went to jail so yes oh wow (laughs) kids don't know what they're doing kids kids see movies I mean just think about the Lego movie itself because in the Lego movie itself, it's Batman and he's got like a little toy gun and he shoots it and mm-hmm. he like makes a little finger off. So, I mean, if you think about like a knife and fork and you think about any other tool that people have, kids learn by watching it. And so many movies have gunfights. It's like part of a, a normal movie. Mm-hmm. So when a kid picks up a stick, they're like, hey, this would be a cool gun. So when they pick up a gun, they don't think like, oh, this is a lethal weapon that can murder somebody. It's, it's a gun like they see in the movies and unfortunately it did happen to a friend of mine at school where oh, wow. he he did that yeah and it messed him up it messed him up and I mean like I was friends with the kid who also got killed and uh, yeah it was, was a bad time but that's also a massive massive failure on his parents yeah massive massive failure like yeah it was dude so irresponsible that the kids found it so yeah uh, the nature of it though, guns, just like very many other things, must be treated with respect. You know, yeah. it's not like a toy. And maybe in the world that I grew up in, we had like pellet guns and paintball guns, you yeah. know, BB guns. We, we played with, with something that shoots a projectile. And with that, you, you learn the habits, you know, you learn how to hold a gun and understanding that even if it's empty and it's uncocked and the chamber's empty even if it's completely empty you still never point it at anything that that Mm -hmm. might get hurt regardless of of the potential it's just the habit is you know the barrel is never pointed at any one person or thing unless it's like a target that you're actually shooting at with the purpose of you know shooting I think with this gun as well not just not just children like They've made it look mm. pretty or attractive. It's a fashion accessory. Like, yeah, a gun needs to be respected. A gun is a lethal weapon. It doesn't need mm. to look pretty. Yeah. It doesn't need to look attractive or cool. Mm. Mm. And I think you're just going to attract the wrong people. Because it's in America as well, where I think... Is long- it an American company? It's an American company. So I think... Okay. Okay. Is it as long as you're right over the age of 18, maybe 21, you can mm-hmm. purchase a gun in supermarkets. Well, each state is different in terms of what's permitted and what's not permitted. But at the same time, each state is has validated those permissions. So, again, I mean, like, we're going to have a whole discussion on gun laws and stuff. Mm. But the gist of it is, in most of these environments we're talking about, it's, it's a democratic environment, right? So, if they have a group of individuals who want to change the way that the guns are regulated, they have the means, like... Pen, uh, what's not not pensions? What's the word? signs a thing. Petition. A penguin. It's the thing that people petition. sign everything. A petition. Oh. P- 
petition, yes. A petition for penguins. So a bunch of people can sign it and then take it to their local place and then they can make some kind of change, right? Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, like, for example, in Canada, um, they don't have um, as many gun concerns, or rather, there's not very many much coverage of a gun concern there. I don't know about any news mm -hmm. about it. But yeah, they got different issues that side as well. So it's kind of crazy. Everyone's mm -hmm. got issues. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think at the same time, I mean, like I saw not so long ago, a uh, Hello Kitty gun. So similar kind of design. It was also a Glock. So the problem with the Glock is that it's actually so it's a very a light Glock? gun. A Glock is like a brand of a gun. It's like a certain yeah. type of gun. It's got quite a, a like it's got like a plastic type of cover to it. So it's a bit lighter than a nine millimeter, like your standard nine millimeter. But and a friend of mine told me this, a professional. He said that guns have a, a Glocks have a big habit of miss like uh, like misfiring. Mm -hmm. No, not, not misfiring. Um. I think yes, misfire. Misfire is the right term because of the fact that if it's cocked and ready to go, which is what his job was, he was a bodyguard. If it's cocked and ready to go, you know, the chances of it accidentally shooting off for the wrong reason is pretty high. So a Glock oh, wow. is quite a sensitive gun. Whereas something like a, uh, like a, like a 45, which has got that ro rotating sort of I don't know what it's called. I don't know the term. Like the barrel thing that rotates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like normally it's like a six shooter. So you yeah. put the you put them in, and it's not like a like a semi-automatic with the 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 magazine. So that thing. Whereas those need quite a hell of a squeeze. Like a thirty-eight special needs a hell of a squeeze in order to work. So yeah, I mean, like I grew up with with guns in the house. Um, but again, I don't know what it was. I think it was just the eighties. <laughs> Yeah, and they were honestly, they were just there and dormant for so long. My parents were just like, screw it, just take it to the police station. And the coolest thing about guns is you can take it to the police station and tell them to destroy it. Mm -hmm. That's like, a, that's just cool. I just like that idea. Like, you can actually find a gun, take it there and be like, yo, destroy this. And they have to. And I think that's cool. So, the, yeah, that's, that's what they did as well. Pretty cool stuff. Mm. And you know what's weird? The funniest part was... What? My mom's gun was bigger than my dad's. <laughs> <laughs> my mom had like this huge 38 special. It's <laughs> <This> humongous. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I haven't been around guns for. That would scare Ooh, me gosh. having guns in a house of kids. I was so young. I was so young. I was a kid. I was so young. Like. But you could have grabbed that. Uh, you could have played with it. I know. I, I could have. Fortunately, I my parents were responsible, so it wasn't like. It didn't happen, you know. Mm. Whereas my friend, under different circumstances, it did, and it kind of, it kind of ruined his life and ruined, obviously, his friend's life and his friend's family's life, our friend's family life. So yeah, and I think I don't know the exact reasons why my parents destroyed the guns, because um, obviously I was super young at the time. But I think an accident like that was definitely a reason to be concerned. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think some some environments are just pro gun. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. And in the next news, I got this. <laughs> so here's one more thing, and I want to get your opinion on this as well. Okay. Right. So an 11 year old that has a physics physics degree. What? In the latest news, there's an 11 year old with a physics degree. This kid is like a like a prodigy. Right. Uh, <laughs> he has uh, become a bit viral within the news because he says that by um, well, his goal 
is to get technological immortality. So um, I think it's called, oh, uh, what's it called? And say in layman's terms or something. Pardon? In layman's the, terms? The purpose of it is your mind is a collection of information, right? Okay, yeah. So there's a theory and they estimate, I think it's going to be in 2067, that they plan or they think it would be definitely possible to transfer your consciousness into a computer. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't remember what the term is. I just remember from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I'm going to Google it now. It's got a nice term. Um, but why? Yeah. Exactly. Transfer. Okay. So here's the question that I have for you, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Hit me. If you, if you could transfer your consciousness into a computer and like talk to it like an AI. Okay. Mm -hmm. Would you like yourself? If, if, so the AI, AI is just <laughs> like me. No. Yes. It's, ex it's exactly, <laughs> why not? Because I have so much freaking sass. Like, <laughs> I'm so sarcastic. <laughs> I don't need a computer being like that towards me. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay wait here's the thing can you imagine like yourself as an ai and then you say like hey vicky please add toilet paper to the shopping list and i can probably just imagine you saying <laughs> I'll probably back. do it yourself yeah don't be so lazy you know where the pen and paper is yeah. do it yourself <laughs> do Sorry i look out. like your slave <laughs> can you imagine that's so funny yeah yeah, no. Uh, I'm trying to find out when this is. Hmm. Would you like yourself if you were AI? You know what? To be completely honest, I would probably find myself being exceptionally distracted. <laughs> <laughs> so if I was AI, I would probably end up, I don't know, getting busy with some kind of project. And then I would be, well, then somebody would call me and say like, Hey, Matt, please add... Uh, a new computer mouse to the shopping list and then I'd be back and I'd be like sorry dude I was just busy uh, I lost track of time no do you know what you would do w uh, what 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 do you so what do you need <laughs> hey Matt what's the largest city in the world You're like the largest city in the world is hey do you know what I saw there was like this epic comic book da, 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 da. you never finish a sentence <laughs> then you won't even finish a sentence about that and then you'll go on to something else <laughs> And then it's like, what did you need? What did you need? Um, oh, yeah. But, and then I get into the Star Wars fact. Are you ready for today's Star Wars fact? Yes. Is it accurate? You Have you checked your facts? Okay, so I'm, I am double checking everything. Okay. I'm making sure mm -hmm. that it is 100% like ready. Ready. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. <sighs> Are you ready? Are so, you ready? so ready. Okay. Do you remember the cantina in the first movie? There's like this cantina and then there's these dudes, they're sort of like, their faces look like butts. And then they got like this song that they're singing and then you're walking in and it's the first time you meet Han Solo. What's a cantina? <laughs> okay, so the bar. in the first movie, yes, the bar, it's called, the, they call it the cantina. Okay, we've got the one that Han Solo okay. has an argument with and he owes him money. Yes, yes, exactly that, exactly that, exactly that. Nice, okay. okay. So, um, in the cantina, the guys are all having a drink and it's like a blue milk, okay? Or milk. 
to those who don't speak like that. <laughs> okay, yes, but it's blue. So uh, in one of the latest movies, um, uh, Luke Skywalker drinks blue milk from like an animal directly, and it's really disgusting. But it was sort of like homage to the fact that during that movie, the first movie, they had to drink this blue milk, and it was actually really disgusting. It was Ooh. gross, like bad. Um, some of the guys said it was like really like oily, like imagine oily milk oh. and then uh, it was just like so 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 nasty and they were forced to drink it on camera so yeah i just thought it was kind of funny because in in the latest movie <laughs> uh luke skywalker pretty much like milks a, an alien and it's gross it's, it, it is as gross as it sounds and then he drinks it and then he gets it all over his beard and it's disgusting and it's kind of like the only time you actually get an understanding of how gross it was in the cantina. Because in the cantina, they're just drinking it and talking. But he's like, I need everybody to just know this was <laughs> disgusting. And they like made a purposeful effort to make sure everyone is grossed out by the blue milk. So yeah, so it's like, it's like uh, I think it was 1977. Oh wow, um, it's old. Yeah, and I mean, uh, the, the movie, if I remember correctly, now now this one I haven't double-checked, okay? Oh, oh, oh I'm going to get in trouble. Rogue oh, no. fact. <laughs> Rogue fact. It was released... Oh, man, i got to test this. It's, it was released when cannibalism was still not outlawed in Fiji. I needed to check that out. Either that, or it was the same year that the French used the guillotine for the first time. Ah, I need to first time, don't you mean the last time? No, the last time, the last time, the last time. <laughs> uh, French. I don't think the French are using the guillotine now. Yes, it was. Cannibalism um, or guillotine? Which lovely okay, end. It was the guillotine. It was the guillotine. Um, so in the year 1977, the same year that Star Wars was released, Gosh, now I'm even questioning the year Star Wars was released. Damn it, 1977 <laughs> Star Wars. Oh man, the community's got me so like on edge now. 1977. So this yes, has just become a, a Star Wars waffle. <laughs> Not factual, just a waffle. Okay, okay. so th my plan was the blue milk, because that one I checked it. And then I was like, okay, they paid homage to it. But uh, in 1977, when the movie was released, it was also the last time that the French used the guillotine to behead somebody. Mm. Did they have a death penalty at all? Or was that it? That was the end of it? I don't know. I don't know if the French still have a death penalty. Is it common? Some kind of... imagine it. Like, America still have it. I don't think all states do, do they? In some states. In some states. Yeah. yeah. Most states, they don't. Do you think it should be in place? I think there are some crimes that are not forgivable. Um, I don't think that death does equal justice if that makes sense okay <laughs> i don't think that it, it guarantees that um the families that were affected by any one thing are now you know okay you're fine you know the person but who does did anything thing to your family even in even imprisonment like life imprisonment no parole that's not gonna help mm. it's taken I mean, it's taken i guess it's taken away the life of the the person who's committed the crime but it doesn't give mm -hmm. justice to the family of a victim or mm. the done wrongs something that i'm always like like aware of is the perception of justice like okay. the fact that what people perceive as justice is not the same person to person 
So in one case, somebody would say yes. In another case, somebody would say no. The biggest issue, I think, with the death penalty is the fact that A, they normally spend a substantial amount of time on death row because they have to ensure that every fact is double checked and that kind of thing. And also, you don't just rush somebody to the death chair. I mean, uh, I can that, say, isn't that, the, isn't that the element of the punishment? Like, they just don't know. They're just sitting there waiting to. Because I yeah. think if you just rush people to the death chair and just. Isn't that a get out clause? There's. Not. I mean, this makes me sound Ill, evil, but if you've done wrong, then you should suffer a little bit. So, isn't that the point of death row? It's just waiting there. You are waiting to die. You're just sitting there waiting. You don't know when it's going to happen. Hmm. Well, that's the thing with death row is the fact that the guys stay there for so long that they actually end up ending up in some kind of element of peace because of the fact that, you know, they're going to die any minute. So, you know, make peace with it. And a lot of the wardens say that guarding the guys on death row, uh, it's like a walk in the park. The guys are very relaxed. The guys like, what's the worst that can happen? You're going to kill me? Yeah, I'm waiting for that. So, you know, let's not go too crazy. <laughs> Whereas the guys who are in solitary confinement and who are completely ostracized from society and who are, it's actually like a form of torture from a psychological perspective to be so isolated socially. The guys who are put into solitary confinement, those guys end up more violent. And oh, wow. Okay. Especially you get guys that are in solitary confinement for years sometimes under certain circumstances so you know in in some cases some people would say that the death penalty is actually merciful because the psychological impact of prison sometimes doesn't bring out the best in people so it's weird it's again it's the perception of justice because one person because mm -hmm. if you if you because a lot of these parole boards and that kind of thing, they bring the families of the victims there. And then they ask the victim, the, the family of the victim can come forward and say, I don't think the death penalty is necessary. This person can rehabilitate, for example. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or like, I want the death penalty, you know, smash them with a brick. You know, it's, it's crazy. Some people would want something else. And it leaves it way too open to interpretation instead of like logic. And the problem with the logical aspect is what is the purpose of prison? Some people would say it's to rehabilitate. And in a perfect situation, in a world where they have the resources to do so, yeah, that makes sense. Rehabilitate people way, way more. But in some cases, especially overpopulated prisons, it doesn't help. It doesn't work. Often people go to prison and come <clears throat> out a far like they've upped their level of crime they may have gone in for something petty but because they're in that mm -hmm. atmosphere that, um the environment with other criminals from all walks mm. of life all crimes committed often people come out not a better criminal as in you know they're a better person but a more mm -hmm. sophisticated criminal and their crimes their their crimes are of a higher level because they've sort of mm. had this education from others around mm. them and it's not rehabilitation at all well, hmm, I think it's socialization. So the same way that I grew up with guns in the house and, you know, I never got hurt by a gun. Um, you know, does that mean I'm more comfortable to be around a gun? If those guys are around individuals that committed heinous crimes 
and they're in there with these guys that committed these crimes and then they get out for for a short stint but now it's almost normalized horrible behavior because they were around those guys and i mean if you look at a criminal you know on on the on the outside they're normally just another human being with one defining moment in their life mm -hmm. hopefully it's just one but yeah so i think the problem with prison is that it makes people normalize behaviors that shouldn't be normal that shouldn't be considered as normal and i think that's where the rehabilitation is not working because rehabilitation in terms of criminality is your choices yeah. a lot of the time okay. like to make the choice or not to make the choice towards crime um and in some circumstances some guys don't make the right choice <clears throat> now my worry is that if the purpose is to rehabilitate so that that person can leave uh, prison mm -hmm. and enter the world and add to society and they've been just like overwhelmed by this information that is now normalizing this other kind of information um, like a guy who shoplifted is now imprisoned with people who did burglary and house break-ins when he leaves he's like you know I'm the I'm the easiest going guy it's, you know maybe I should try and give that a bash yeah you know so I don't know. I don't know. I think every case is different, which is why, why I also think as human beings, we're kind of better off that way because of the fact that we know each human being is different. We can't just have like a blanket death penalty approach for every single thing that happens. Yeah. And then some psychologists would say the death penalty is better than solitary confinements craziness mm. there's an interesting documentary we, we must watch and um mm -hmm. it's based on the theory of uh solitary confinement and they just put people in a room i think it's for like five days no mm -hmm. communication with anyone nothing to do just a room and we need to watch it they go crazy they struggle mm -hmm. so much they start hallucinating mm. Mm. are they in a dark room as well i'm not sure actually there was a guy uh well they've developed this room in i think it's sweden it's the quietest room ever designed okay and um um yeah so the gist of it is that it's so quiet that you can hear your body functions so um so you can hear like your breathing normally, normally you can hear your breathing breathing is a normal sound heart beating is a normal sound um but the difference is in things like the sounds of your your bones creaking. I don't know if you've ever had that. Like, if you especially um, we have it over here. If you if you're out in the safari and like a nighttime safari, yeah, and it's really really late, like midnight, and then you get out the car and it's just so quiet, absolutely quiet. You can you can hear so many more sounds. You can literally hear your bones creaking, and you can you can hear things. And some of the guys say that they can literally hear goosebumps forming on the back of their neck. Oh they wow. Can hear it it's so quiet so the average individual that goes in there only by themselves ends up hallucinating quite quickly because they imagine sounds that are there which is the same as if you're half asleep and you see a coat on a, a chair <laughs> you imagine that it's something that it isn't yeah, yeah. Your, your body your brain it's called gestalt psychology where you see something as a complete picture but it's only part of a picture it's the same as um if somebody draws a, a circle and it's not touching at the end you still see a circle even though it's actually just a curved line so mm. it's kind of like kind of like a, a, it's, it's a psychological thing where your brain 
formulate a, cl uh, a complete picture where there isn't a complete picture. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with, with auditory hallucinations. You're listening to stuff. So, yeah, the reason why I know about this room is that a lot of guys use that room for sound design. So when they're making, they're testing the sound of a guitar amp, they'll put it in there and record it with like pure guitar amp sound without the reverb and that kind of thing yeah so like for example i think red hot chili peppers they rented out a house with all different size rooms and they recorded each song in each room to get a different sound to to get different reverb in each room mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so with that one they just like completely deadened it which is kind of weird if you think about it so i can't imagine pure speaker <laughs> i mean even if just but that's just not natural and you're never why do they need to know that because mm. you're never never anywhere on this earth are you going to have that that sound is not going to exist because it's always going to be reverb it's always going to be in yeah. that yeah it's the weirdest thing but they have it for their testing stuff okay <laughs> that's strange i have no idea okay last thing for you and i know you're gonna love this are you ready oh god <laughs> facebook has fired i think it's 28 people where is this where is it 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 where is it, where is it? 52 people they fired 52 people who were spying on users illegally how <laughs> they're used they they like their data captures and stuff because facebook is pretty much just data capturing for you for ads mm -hmm. and uh you know they were they were using their power in order to stalk peeps but how are they stalking the them they work there, so they got access to their accounts and stuff. So they're not a friend request, but they can go through all my stuff, which I keep very private. Yes. The staff can go through your stuff. Staff. I mean... <laughs> if they did to me, I wouldn't be happy, but I'd kind of want to have a look. <laughs> can you imagine? I can wait, wait. If you could access anybody's Facebook account, so you can see the inbox, you can see the untagged photos, you can see everything. Who would you want to see? A Royals. Oh yeah? Do you think the Royals even have one? I don't I can't know. imagine the Queen taking a selfie like, hmm, selfie. Mm. <laughs> but if they do, you know it's very, very private just for, you know, the other Royals. And I want to know what they get up to. They're humans. Oh, can They're you imagine there's like a Royal Facebook account? Royal Facebook, exactly. <laughs> I can just imagine Charles is like uploading the most random stuff. You know, like <laughs> memes from like 2010. <laughs> He's like, hey, do you know what? It's Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Just Prince Harry and Prince William sending each other, like, toilet pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be like, guys, look at my kicks, man. Look at my kicks. And then this post was liked by Kate Middleton. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know many of the, the rules. Like you know I'm, how I'm out, um, I'm out of people just whinge and whinge and whinge mm -hmm. on Facebook and they'll put something, yeah. some cryptic status and then people are like, are you okay? And they're just like, oh, don't worry. I'll be fine. Or just PM me, DM me, whatever it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You've got Kate Nelson uh, in, just in... bitching about how she does all the housework, <laughs> doesn't get any respect, <laughs> comes home late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. The, the kids Can are awful. Oh my gosh. She's having an argument with Megan about US policies or something. Yeah. <laughs> or like somebody is really angry about the results of the Euro. It's like, yeah, but you know, Italy this and Italy that. And they're like, no. Yeah. Um, okay, so music. Music wise, 
we got a, 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 I found a cool one. Um, it's by a band called uh, Young Francis Hi-Fi. They're local, called, right? I want to hold you tonight. Yeah, Brighton, Brighton band, small, nice. punk, uh, short bursts of music. And I mean, like, I like some punk. I like punk. It makes me happy. It makes me punk's good. Groovy. I like punk. I like punk. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I didn't realize that punk is actually like such a ho- old, like historical form of of music. Mm. I mean, the Ramones were 60s, weren't they? Yes. I'm not gonna say incorrect facts. I would have said 70s. <laughs> oh, it's your turn. <laughs> it's your turn. Well, I'll, I'll provide the Do incorrect it. music facts. <laughs> I feel like the Ramones were the 60s. I mean, like, I want to Google it, but I've run out of my, my, my acquired Googling, and I feel like we've just got to commit to it. No, I'm, I'm Googling. I do know, though. I need to. That, that Ringo Starr from the Beatles, pretty much, he held the drum stick in the snare hand the way that the current guys do. So in the past, they would hold it like a jazz hand mm-hmm. with uh, the stick going over the palm. And he was the one who held it sort of like e- uh, in a same manner. Oh. What? You've upset the nerds. And now you've upset the music, <laughs> people. The music nerds. Oh, no. We're going to get cancelled For- by the Beatles guys. Formed no. in 1974, the Ramones were. I told you it was 70s. 1974? 1974. Oh so you're telling me, okay, that punk started three years prior to the end of the guillotine in France. Yeah, revolution. Then that ended the guillotine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. So we're going to be playing out with, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember these guys' names. Um, uh, Young Francis Hi-Fi. Uh, this song is called I Want to Hold You Tonight. Thank you, Bernie. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye.